0: Today we're joined by George the Dev, who you may know from his racing games, and we're going to talk about what he's working on next and how you can attract players to your games. As usual, my name's Banter, and I'll be your host for this episode, so let's go Beyond the Blocks. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Blocks, the podcast all about the Roblox platform and game development. On this episode, we're joined by George the Dev. So welcome, George. And we're going to have a quick chat about kind of where you started out on the platform, uh, some of the games that you've created, some of the games you're currently creating, and ask you a couple of questions about the Accelerator program, which you recently got onto, and then kind of talk about potentially your future career in game development. So let's start with where you started out on the platform, and the question I ask everybody, how did you get into Roblox in the first place?
1: So my beginning on Roblox actually was just watching YouTube videos. I saw people playing with monster trucks on Roblox, and I was like, man, I really like monster trucks. That looks cool. So I joined Roblox. I immediately found out about build mode, went into like a base plate, I put down some monster trucks I found through like the insert tool because this is all the way back in like 2011, or actually it'd been like r- late 2010. And so I slapped down a bunch of monster trucks. I found like some, some monster truck ramps that I slapped down in. And then I was really confused on like how I prevent things to fall off the edge of the base plate. So I just slapped down some uh, bricks and made them really, really big. It has big walls. And I didn't understand welding them or anything. So I just kind of put them around. And luckily they were heavy enough that the monster trucks usually wouldn't knock them over. But if you had like two or three monster trucks full force the wall, it would just fall off the base plate. And then everybody else would fall off the base plate with it. <laughs> nice. Um, and that's really where I got my start. And from there, I like learned about a lot of uh, communities with Monster Jam... Hung out with those guys for a while. Then I started uh, using more free models to make racetracks, and that was mainly just finding a free model racetrack and then free model cars, putting them together. And then over time, you know, you just meet more people, do more things, and and you just want to keep elevating. So from there, I started learning how to make my own tracks. And then after making my own tracks, I started learning coding through. Um, other people's code you know i was just sitting there looking at their code being like what is this doing exactly and just kind of playing with that and over time i was i took one person's code and i probably made about 50 to 60 things out of that one code and it was just a touched event and it was amazing to me how many stupid things i could do with a touch event that so many other people before me had never thought about
0: that's really interesting. I mean, I find it fascinating because a lot of people know you for your car games and the fact that you love cars, um, and your avatars had a racing helmet on it for as long as I know. Um, but it's very interesting that the origin on Roblox, you even back then you were interested in cars, and that's what brought you to the platform to start with. Um, so have you just always had this love for cars, like long before Roblox?
1: I mean, yeah, I've just always loved racing. I guess mainly just my dad always liked racing and then, you know, as growing up, you know, I always got little toy cars and I'd go to the races with them. I was going to a NASCAR race every single year since I was maybe like four or five. So you know, I just grew up enough around racing that I just always loved racing. So it it became very natural for me once I got on Roblox, Um, being here for a while, I started just making friends with various people and then we started doing stuff running our own racing leagues and we took it very seriously we would genuinely want to win the championships you know it, it was very competitive even though we're just doing this on roblox ourselves and you know somebody has to count up the points and figure out who's winning who's losing and create all the rule systems in place so that way somebody isn't just going to be a complete cheater and it's just so much going on but you know it's what we wanted to do, and it was kind of like we took a slice of real life and put it in Roblox for us.
0: That's amazing. How how much did that kind of tie in with your um, sort of schoolwork at the time? Uh, Was it very much separate, or did you find that the two kind of influenced each other at all?
1: Uh, Back then, I would have been still in middle school. So I really wasn't that focus on schoolwork, I suppose. Hmm. Uh, Back then, I I at least had a little bit of focus on schoolwork. I was still at least doing my homework back then. But by, like, eighth grade, I realized I was a smart kid, and I could ace tests. And I learned that, hey, the math checks out here, that if tests and, like, being in class and being active in class is 85% of my grade and homework's only 15%, if I don't do homework I can still nail an 85 in this class because I was just that good (laughs) and like such a bad idea to do once you start scaling up but it was working in 8th grade so I took that strategy and employed it in ninth grade and it still worked in ninth grade so I employed it in 10th grade (laughs) and like by 11th grade it started getting a little shaky because I was like in advanced classes I was clearly very smart but it just that work ethic doesn't work out so well over time
0: no i mean it gives you more time to play roblox i guess but yeah
1: yeah at a certain point i started like looking at homework as just kind of a a thing pulling me back while i was just sitting around i was i was genuinely trying to develop at that point doing roblox like my first quote-unquote game was xfinity 15 and considering it was marketed as 15 it was 2015 and so I would have been still either the end of my 10th grade year or the beginning of my 11th grade year at that point so I was still well in high school making actual games
0: well i know that some people the sort of the game development influences their high school a little bit because uh, particularly the ones who do computer science or things like that the programming side can sort of help one another but personally i mean when i was playing about with robots and stuff. It was very separate. We didn't have anything even close to computer science at my school, which was a bit annoying. Uh, So pretty much everything I know about programming is purely from Roblox.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I was just learning Lua. I, I, I couldn't even use the API stuff online to learn Lua. It just didn't make any sense to me looking at it like that but like I could look at somebody else's code actually working on Roblox and I could just kind of figure it out through that. So that's where I really like self-taught myself with Lua was just looking. And then once I finally made it to college, um, the first college I went to RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology, I went there for video game design. So at that point I had to learn C-sharp I only stuck around for a year, so that's the only thing I learned, and then I went to a community college and learned Java, then that community college just wasn't quite working out, so I went to another community college, which then I learned Python, and then Java again, Um, but still to this day, even my self-teaching of Lua, I would say is better than my actual teaching of C-sharp Java and Python, (laughs) which is very interesting that... I could do this all on my own with Lua, but the other ones was kind of eh.
0: Yeah, I think having something interesting, like making a game that you can then play with your friends, is quite a good motivator to actually focus and learn from other people's scripts, as you said. Um, I think it's a pretty good way to learn, to be fair. I think most people definitely started out with free models and just looking at the scripts. As you say the docs just don't mean anything until you know at least the basics of how it works.
1: Yeah, I mean now I can look at docs and and figure out exactly what I'm needing. You know, I like recently I've never used raycasts until about two weeks ago, and oh, they're brilliant. Yeah, I mean they they definitely do their job, but I just never I never even knew how to make a raycast. Like was, as dumb as that sounds, I just never understood. Everybody was always just like, oh, use a raycast, and I was like but what does that mean? <laughs> and I understood the concept, like I understood, stood, it's a raycast, It's a line that just kind of points and if it hits something, it'll give you a lot of information about what it hit. And I understood that part, but I just didn't understand like even to the point of just getting started, like raycast, you know, dot new. Mm-hmm. And then like how am I going to direction it from raycast.new? Oh, well you can use a attachment, you know, like it's just stuff like that I never understood. And um, so I finally started working with those two weeks ago on a failed first attempt at um, my accelerator car for our game, and it was like we were pointing raycasts from all four tires trying to basically make a hover car out of raycasts, which is a bad idea, very bad idea. (laughs) I did not know what I was doing and I should not have been doing that for like a week but I tried. So instead we're actually settling for a ball that moves and then the car C-frames to the ball. And it's actually going really, really well with some help from other accelerators who are way
0: smarter than I am. So let's start with the NASCAR 18, which is a game that you used to have, but isn't live anymore. Um, So just give us a bit of background about where that game kind of started
1: so yeah nascar 18 was just iterations of the same project over and over again ever since 2015 so i started out with xfinity 15 specifically it was called xfinity 15 rookies come rising and the idea there was the xfinity series in nascar is right below the cup series. So you have all your big names like Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt and etc. And then there's that series right below it. And there's a lot of rookies in there. There's some old timers in there who are just, they're not quite on the level of cup town anymore. So they move down, but a lot of rookies. And so I base the game off that. I had made the cars out of just like Roblox bricks because meshes weren't even a thing yet, like uh, user generated meshes. And so I made the cars out of bricks. I was making the the paint schemes for them via turning the entire body into a union and just slapping like a whole decal down the side. And I had all the coding done by contacting somebody on the forum for a thousand Robux And I I can't even imagine I even turned a profit on that game, because I, I don't even remember doing any monetization practices other than selling race suits, which I had been doing long before that point. And then what happened was, I wanted to keep doing that game forever, but Roblox had done a buoyancy update, and when they did the buoyancy update, it caused an issue with how cylinders worked. And I was using cylinders for my tires, completely destroyed every single car in that game. And so I had to completely throw out the tires of the cars, and I couldn't figure out a good way to go about doing that for like the 45 cars I had in the game. So then I just kind of hit the reset button and made NASCAR 16, and so those were new brick cars I made with fixed tires that were now balls instead of cylinders. Then uh, same idea there with like the unioning of the, the body and slapping the decal down the side and whatnot to, to get these really uh, get these really realistic schemes that a lot of people hadn't really done before. And then we had meshes come out for, like where users could upload meshes and so that became NASCAR 17. It's once I turned on meshes and Those meshes we were getting from the NASCAR Racing 2003 community. Uh, The modders over there were making NASCAR 2017 bodies and paint schemes and galore, and we were just kind of taking that and putting it on Roblox. wasn't quite the right thing to do, but we continued doing that all the way into 2018. And so then NASCAR 2018 occurred. And so that game over that lifespan had amassed close to... I want to say it was like 800,000 visits, which always felt so good that I was able to get that far, even though it's very arbitrary compared to some of the other games these days. You know, Adopt Me and Jailbreak, 800,000 is almost nothing. But for me, it was always so great. And I think that's what got me into my primary college, Rochester Institute of Technology, which is I could show, hey, look, I made this game and look how well it's done. And I think that's what really got me there. But ultimately, I just had to get rid of that game because I just realized the morals of using like 150 sponsors that I don't own the rights to, that at any time they could come to me and just be like, you're done, you're not going to continue this game anymore. And so I was just like, all right, we need to branch off into something new.
0: Do you think that uh, perhaps using those trademarks and obviously the name NASCAR in the name of the game Uh, helped kind of get a lot of players to join because I assume you're not the only racing fan out there and anyone who on Roblox was looking for a racing game NASCAR is kind of one of those terms that you'd probably put in the search bar to try and find a game
1: oh heck yeah Um, if I go right now and I just type in NASCAR I can see the top game is NASCAR 20 at Daytona with 43 players and I know the person who made that game I know exactly what they're doing. I could replicate that game down to its finest points and then on top of that, I could iterate on top to make that game even better than what it is. And I guarantee I would have more people playing than that. But ultimately, it was just my feeling on on how I didn't want to do that anymore. Um, So, I mean, NASCAR has always been a pretty popular genre on Roblox. And so, like, the top five games here I mean they all have close to 20 players or more online and while I was seeing those numbers as well doing NASCAR as soon as I switched over to doing this kind of non-copyright style these these parody styles I saw my numbers decline immediately mm-hmm. and that, I mean that just happens you're not using the brand anymore so your recognition has just dropped and so people just can't find your game as easily because they don't know what to search for anymore. So I tried to make it kind of close with what I was doing. Um, rather than NASCAR, I used NASCRA. And so you kind of just move the R from the end in by one. I figure people might typo that and get it right. Or the fact that like it's close enough, hopefully they can remember it. And actually, the, the thing with that is it's a completely different acronym. So NASCAR is National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing versus NASCRA is National Association for Stock Car Racing in America. So <laughs> it's totally different, I swear.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> so that's that's like the next one that you created, isn't it? NASCAR 2019. Yeah. Um, so... Did that ever get completed, and is it going to turn into a NASCAR 2020 at any point?
1: So, that game, I'm not quite sure where I'm going to go with it just yet. So far, it appears what I've been doing is not quite where the fans want it. And so, like, I can understand that, you know. I, I admittedly wish it was in a different spot. I had worked on cars for over a year now that are way better than what is currently in that game, but they were just so buggy when I put them in the game, I just couldn't use them, so I had to backstep for a bit. And I'm still working on that, obviously I have a lot of other things that I'm just going on with, so I can't focus all my time in that. And so, for right now, it is where it is, um, I'm gonna continue doing more work on that, and doing more work on everything else I'm doing, and hopefully everything just, culminates into one big melting pot of a game that everybody can truly love
0: and then um another game i wanted to ask you about i suppose it does it fit into the racing genre i'm not quite sure um but the fitness gram pacer test that you've got that suddenly soared in popularity very randomly what made you create that as opposed to all of your other car games
1: So honestly, it was just something to do. I I remember I was sitting around with some friends on the Dev Forum Discord and we're just chatting about random memes and whatnot and the Fitnessgram Pacer test had been a meme for a little while. And somebody mentioned that there was no Fitnessgram Pacer test and I went and I looked and there was, there just was no truly accurate Fitnessgram Pacer test. And I thought to myself for a few minutes, And I looked at my code from my racing games, and I realized the code from my racing games, like the code base I had, which I bought um, from someone so long ago, I looked at it and I realized, hey, I think I might be able to turn this into the Fitness Grand Pacer Test. So I, I did back in 2018, and... We just kind of played it one night, I remember we turned on 200 player server and I had the game set up so it could handle 200 players. And I think we got close to like 85 in the game and it was just, it was a complete madhouse because I had collisions on and people could run into each other and were just like stacked on top of each other like sardines in this little free model gym I found. Um, but it was fun, I, I remember we had quite a few big names there, were just there because they saw it through like their friends who were also there from the dev forum, and so I remember Unite was there, and Summer Equinox, and a few other guys I had never met before but always looked up to, and we're all just hanging out playing this game, and I, I figured really nothing of it, nothing came of it, I didn't have anything involved with it for monetization or making it a real game, so to speak. But people had always told me, you know, hey, you should really consider trying to make that a real game. And I was like, eh, no, it's, it's whatever, it's just for fun. And so then we have two years go by, and I'm sitting there, I'm watching Jackery's stream on Twitch, and I was like, hey, you know, you, you keep complaining that you want, like, a game that can fit more people. I have this game. And I met Jackery's last year at RDC, so, he, you know, he kind of knew me well enough to know, like, I'm not going to steer him into the wrong direction. And so he goes and he plays the game, and he knows it's like a meme, he knows about the meme. And so he goes in and he plays the game, and he brings all his fans along with him. And at that point, Unite had seen the game again, rejoined the game for the first time in two years, but when he joined the game, Kaneko Kitten saw he joined the game. So Kaneko Kitten then joins the game for a brief moment, and everybody in the chat's freaking out, and then Kaneko leaves. And it was just kind of like, okay, you know, whatever. And then I went to work that night, I thought nothing of it. I was working my security job. I get home early in the morning and and go to bed all day and I wake up and boom, there's 4,000 players on this game that I have no monetization because Kaneko Kitten does a video about me on Christmas Eve of all days. And unfortunately, working security, the busiest time of the year is Christmas. So I had, like, no time to work on it, but I was still just trying to get anything out for these people because the game was, like, so buggy. It was not made to play with so many people so constantly. It it was just kind of a joke, and um, it turned around into actually being very similar profitability than uh, my NASCAR games. I was making... That was the largest earning day i've ever had was christmas eve after i finally put in some money and i had like five robux game passes that were just soaring the pure quantity was outmatching the the amount the little amount of money that they were
0: that's really interesting so like just having a few youtubers sort of play the game um and have someone on a stream do it brought all those people
1: yeah, it was such a weird trickle down effect of just like someone on a stream played it, which caused a developer to play it, which then caused a YouTuber to play it and make a
0: video about it. I mean, if you could design that, that's perfect. So create a meme game, and uh, you're winning.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a, a tycoon or simulator, though. You know, that it quickly dies out. That game has dropped significantly over time. I remember, you know. That first day, yeah, we had 4,000 concurrent players, and right now I'm looking three players right now. And I've added so much more, I updated the gym to be a gym I actually built. I had added in the ability to actually gain walk speed instead of just being 16 studs per second like it was before. And like I really made the game actually a proper quote-unquote game, but... It's just completely died off.
0: Let's have a quick chat about the accelerator program, because I know that you recently uh, applied for that and got it. And so you are now a Roblox accelerator. Um, So first of all, I just kind of wondered what made you apply for that this time round, And uh, kind of where did you hear about that from?
1: So I actually had been applying for the accelerator position always since back when they still had the incubator position two years ago. And I remember the first time I applied, I actually got accepted into the first interview, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, but I kind of figured maybe everybody got that because I was just applying. I really didn't have a footing in the ground yet. And I just figured, you know, man, if I made it to the interview, maybe everybody does. So this is going to be tough. And so I get in my first interview, and it goes pretty well, I think. And so then you just sit around forever after the first interview waiting for the email back to let you know whether or not. And so I was waiting and waiting, and I was being very hopeful. But eventually, yeah, I got the email back saying, you know, sorry, no, you you didn't make it. But it was very interesting because at that point I now had connections to the people who interviewed me to be able to mention to them about stuff. And so they were like, you know, if you ever have any issues, reach out. And so after I saw like that I got denied, I was like, yeah, you know, is there anything I can do? Like, how do I get into the dev forum? Cause I wasn't even in the dev forum yet. And they were like, oh, you actually already have a dev forum account. And I was like, what? You're kidding me, right? So I go and I look. And I had been in the first batch of what is now like, I forget what the name is now, but that new member program as it has always been for the longest time. I think now they're called like just member and now actual members are called regular members. The name always changes, but it's the same thing, that that basic user and that's what it was called when I got put in was basic user. And so, it was kind of a it was a bittersweet moment where I got told, you aren't going to be an intern, but you are in the dev forum, but JK, you're not really in the dev forum yet. You're kind of like in this in-between of the dev forum. But it worked out for me because I used the dev forum enough that I was able to gain a few more connections here and there. I got my role boosted to the proper membership for the dev forum so i have the whole access that got me to rdc that year rdc made me even more connections and stories and just rdc is a great place and it's very sad that rdc 2020 doesn't exist and so that just drove me more to just keep constantly going for this accelerator and incubator as well and and just try to get something going with Roblox. I, I really didn't like school, and I knew that was a big opportunity, is if I can do this internship. You get yourself in with the company, you really show how much you want to be with the company, and obviously it gives you time to make more connections, make more games, and who knows? You might have one takeoff, you could be the next jailbreaker, adopt me, or whatever.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what was that kind of... Um application form like? What did you have to put in the original form to to get them to recognize you? Did you need to link to a game that you'd made that was successful?
1: So yeah, two years ago, you just had to put in some pretty basic information. You know, your they wanted your username, they wanted a link to your profile, and then they wanted what you thought your best game was, and then they wanted a small piece about it, and then they wanted to know what game you want to make. Nowadays, when you go to apply, they ask for a lot more. They ask for that same basic information. They also ask you know what do you think is some of the best things you've made? So instead of your best game, this could be more just like adding a portfolio or showing something that you've done that's just been really good. And then on top of that, they're going to ask you about teammates. So you can't really go into the program anymore as a single. I mean, there are some people that can, but for the most part, they want you as a team nowadays just because, honestly, three months to make a game, it's like flying by. We're one month in already. Mm -hmm. And our game is not anywhere what I want to be for 33% of the way in. So, you know, I mean, they definitely want you to have a team because it, it... if your team if you don't have a good team going there's no way you're going to finish and you know Roblox understands that some people just don't finish in the 3 months but they really want you to finish but also just a word of advice when you're looking at a team you have to look at the team as a whole and so even if your team leader is really strong you have to remember the team is only as strong as the weakest link and so that can also be just make sure not to have too many people that are on the same task, make sure not to have just too many people in general. I've seen people complain that they didn't get picked and it was because they had like a team of like six or something like that, that just everyone wanted to do the same thing. So it was kind of like, how is this gonna actually become a game if you're all doing the same exact thing? And just you know, try to find a, a good mesh well, I mean, this most recent time, what happened for me was I was going to participate in the fall internship for 2019. Um, They told me that they definitely wanted me, they thought everything I was saying was really good, and they were curious how I was going to do it alone because I applied alone. And I was like, oh, um, yeah, I was probably just going to commission somebody to do some coding for me. And they were like, no, no, no. If you're going to get somebody to code for you, you need them on site. And I was like, okay, I'll try to find someone. And they're like, yes, please do. So I tried to find someone. I couldn't find somebody in time. Everybody was so unable to do fall because people were going to school. And the, the big issue was like, I, f- I could find Canadians, but they had never been to university before, so they couldn't get a visa. And so I ended up having to not do fall. But it gave me a lot of confidence going into applying for this year. Knowing, like, hey, they really wanted me for fall. So if I just apply again, you know, clearly, you know, they, they want, you know, what I'm talking about. So I was really hard trying to find a good team. And I remember um, my teammate, Yozo, she reaches out to me and she's just like, hey, I see that you're trying to apply. I do 3D modeling. Is there any way I could join your team? And I was like, Man, I was really going to just pay somebody to make three models for me. <laughs> oh, well, I guess Roblox can pay for it. Yeah, that'll work for me. So um, she joins the team, and I was probably just going to let her on. But I was like, you know, just so you know, this is going to be like a car game, if, if you're comfortable with that. And so she just leaves me alone for like three hours. And I'm just like, huh, weird. I would have figured more of a immediate response because we were just like talking back and forth. And then after three hours, she just comes back with a picture. I had sent her a picture of a car that I was like, yeah, we're doing something like this. She completely remade it from just the picture. And at that point, I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is definitely it. So now me and her, we're trying to figure out, all right, who are we going to find to do code? Because I can do some code, but I can't do all the code. And so we're looking around, and we end up running into Song, who was in... Um, The fall internship Mm -hmm. mainly yozo had had found him and so then me and him were talking and he really didn't want to do the spring internship but i just laid out the good plan in front of him and he was like you know all right i can i can do this we can work with this so the three of us never knew each other we came out to california together and now we're working on a game
0: had you have not said it, I probably would have guessed that it was gonna be a racing game. <laughs> just from your history. But kind of is there anything you can tell us about what makes this racing game different to some of the others that you've worked on?
1: So every single racing game I've ever worked on has always been very competitive and realistic in nature. That was always the the whole base point, you know. All the NASCAR games got the idea of just straight up NASCAR, you know, you're in a NASCAR, you're at NASCAR tracks. You're just racing. Mm-hmm. This game, on the other hand, I'm going to have more of a free world capacity going on, so you can just hang out and you can drive around the world, and that's perfectly fine. But the obvious idea there is that you're still going to race, and so this game is a lot more arcade. This game is a lot more arcadey. You know, have a nicer feel, feel more open to even people that maybe don't exactly like racing, but they just kind of like that small kind of go-karty racing games like I can think of how many people hate racing but love Mario Kart and that's kind of the object we're going for here is just tap into that crowd a little bit but also still make it feel good for those people that really love the, the hardcore competitive racing that you know, you might see in something like Gran Turismo or Forza. I mean, we're not on that level, but I'd still hope those fans will still enjoy what we're doing.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good way to appeal to kind of a wider audience to have both those kind of game modes. Um, And I think as Roblox is getting better and better as a platform, um, those sort of explorative games, kind of open world, quite large maps are becoming more and more popular and more and more of those are popping up. So it makes sense to fill that gap with using a car to explore it.
1: Yeah, I've done a few surveys here and there, like just dropped them into various communities I'm in on Discord, and the overarching thing that people seem to want out of car games is they they do want a competitive race mode where you know it's a sanctioned out race where they're not having to do it themselves. You know they want to be able to be competitive among each other and. And have the game figure out who's going to win. But they still want that free mode as well. They don't They don't want just one or the other. And it's very interesting. I, I expected to see more of a push for one or the other. But it seems people really do want both. And no game seems to be catering that. Right now, um, a lot of NASCAR games are, are free roam. My NASCAR games were always just the competitive racing part. Not both. Mm-hmm. And... So I've been trying to find a balance with that, and so I have a few other games up my sleeve that I've been working on in the background that kind of push that, Um, having free room, but also having that competitive race mode, and so it's just a matter of figuring out how to finish them.
0: Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to seeing them. So in terms of of your future career in game development, and particularly on Roblox, are you sort of hoping that the accelerator program, uh, as you said, kind of making connections within the company, is that the direction you're hoping to go for rather than college?
1: Yeah, I mean, either A, if this game really takes off and I make enough money doing that. At the very least, at this point, I'm out here in San Mateo in California, and the, like, day one I got out here, I immediately went to the DMV, I switched my car over from New York plates to California plates, I want to be here in this community with all these people so I- I'm just going to fake it till I make it I suppose, you know, <laughs> either this game is going to take off, I'm going to make a bunch of money and I'm going to be able to live out here or I'm just going to have to like go find a job out here so I can stay alive Yeah. and so if, if it goes into I just have to find a job You know, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing at Roblox, maybe apply for something at Roblox or continue applying for these internships and just kind of figure it out from there but at this point I just don't think college is exactly the right fit for me and so finding a way around that as best I can is, is kind of where I'm hoping to hit
0: No, that's good. It's, it's nice to find someone who has got it kind of As their main focus, I find a lot of people on Roblox, me included, um, have it as kind of a side hobby um, and sort of like, well, I hope it works. But if it doesn't, doesn't matter because it's not my main focus. Um, And the ones who do have it as main focus tend to go to college and go through that route. So it's interesting to see someone following another route through to having game development as the main focus and uh, showing people that there's definitely more than one route through.
1: Yeah, well, I remember when I was in college, my, the first college I was at, my C Sharp professor, he had worked for Microsoft. And one of the biggest things he told us coming into that class, he was like, look, I'm gonna teach you a lot of things because the curriculum says I need to teach you this. Please understand, in the real world, you will never do this with your code. And we're all just kind of like, so what what are we learning this for? And, you know, he's just like, look, at the end of the day, all this college stuff really is, is to show that you are teachable. Because the whole point is, when a company takes you on to join them, they're going to tell you to forget everything you ever did in college, and then they're just going to teach you how they do their code. So that way, all of their code is the same across all their engineers. And so a lot of, like, the styling stuff that so many people are so used to, From doing college coding, but you don't exactly see it in people with Roblox's code because people with Roblox's code is the more realistic, just generalization code, and so that's more what a company does anyways. But then like you go to college and they talk about like camel casing and oh you need to put comments on all the lines so you know what each one is doing and just like nobody does that in the real world, but somehow this is like what we get taught and. That guy was great, admittedly, because he taught me so much about why, sure, I was paying a lot of money to go to college, but there was really no reason to do that, as long as you just kind of put the effort in and just try to learn on your own. Because, I mean, a lot of this coding stuff, you can find it enough online. You don't need to go to college if you're just really into it enough to, to do it. And there's plenty of other artistic things that you do not need college for at all. I mean graphic design work online and and just figuring out that kind of realm. Like I do paint schemes for cars and I do it outside of Roblox as well. I've actually designed a few real life cars and I'd have made a little bit of money doing that. I don't I don't make the big bucks cuz I'm not going out there and putting the stickers on the car myself, but you know, still making those designs. I I make some money doing that and you can do a lot of freelance work stuff doing that kind of stuff if you're really into that artistic vision stuff and obviously now like the 3d models for ugc you can make a lot of money there so school isn't as big i think as everybody makes it a lot of times we always think it's a necessity but it's really only a necessity if you don't want to just try to do it the hard way i suppose
0: yeah definitely well i think platforms kind of like roblox Uh, particularly if you're into any game development-related field. Really good um, kind of launch pad to, as you say, just kind of skip college and just go straight into the industry. So, I mean, wishing you the best for your internship, definitely, and hopefully for your future career too.
1: I've definitely got a lot of eggs in the basket, and I guess we'll see how this Easter plays out.
0: Well, that's all from us this episode, so if you enjoyed it, please subscribe or follow the podcast to make sure you don't miss any of our future installments. Thank you to our special guest George the Dev for having a chat with me today. Be sure to fill out the guest application if you'd like to feature on a future episode. You can find it at bantechsystems forward slash btb-guest. Or if you want to leave a voice note for me to listen to and talk about on a future episode, you can send one on the Anchor app or upload a message. Beyond the Blocks is brought to you by Bantech Systems, a development studio creating interactive games, systems and solutions on Roblox. Find Bantech's profile on Roblox and click through to the Bantech Systems group for more information. Don't forget you can listen to any episode of Beyond the Blocks on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and many other popular listening platforms. You'll also find it on the Bantech Systems YouTube channel. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode of Beyond the Blocks.